You are listening to Keith Price's Curtain Call. Mm, welcome back. Welcome back to another edition of Keith Price's Curtain Call. And this has been a very wonderful month. We've had a few moments of black history popping through here at the Curtain Call, as well as a lot of really groovy stuff like the, um, if you guys are paying attention right now, there's a new musical that just opened. It's called The View Upstairs. And there's also a new play that's actually coming to Broadway that just opened. It came from off-Broadway called Significant Other. And if you are checking out the podcast, I put a little collection of interviews that I did with some of the cast and creatives of both of those shows that are available now on iTunes as well as Google Music. So I'm very excited because I'm here at Hangar Studios here in the Big Apple talking to the people that do theater not only in New York City but also around the country and today i'm so excited because every chance that you get to do this kind of stuff you know especially working in radio as long as i had before this and being able to do my own podcast now you know you meet a lot of people and you talk to a lot of people doing this and one of the people that i met when i worked at my former job which i will not necessarily name because they don't need the extra publicity but people who do know me know me from this other place that i worked at for a very long time on a national radio show and we had the best conversations with some of the most fabulous people all around the country and one of these people that we've had many many years of conversation as well as twitter chatter and facebook and group stuff we've all spent time with Adrian Earl Pender. And what I didn't know when I first had a conversation with Adrian Pender was that she is a playwright, y'all. A sister that's a playwright doing hey. her stuff. What? Adrian is one of the <laughs> shit. Let me let me just I'm gonna read y'all a little bit about Miss Adrian before so she can just take it all in as she's sitting there. But Adrian Earl Pender Started a writing career in 2001 with a play called The Rocker. She was a finalist in the Future Fest. She's been a part of the Dramatist Guild, um, which I think is wonderful. The Dramatist Guild of America, which is like the home for all of the emerging playwrights that are happening in this country. She's got awards. She's doing all of this. And what I love is she's also been named a Tau House Fellow by the Eugene O'Neill Foundation. And it's very interesting because one of the plays that Miss Adrian has just it, it, it's like made its world premiere in North Carolina. And because I'm so ill-prepared in that I don't have it pulled up right in front of me because, you know, that's we're, we're trying to be paperless in the world that we're living. But it is a wonderful play called N. <laughs> just just dun, N. Dun, dun. Just <laughs> N. In which she is talking about a very complicated relationship between a major playwright with one of his major pieces at a very pivotal time in American theater um, where we saw a lot of things happening with black characters and Eugene O'Neill being someone, which is really odd that you're a Eugene O'Neill Foundation winner, <laughs> to have written this play about this wonderful, complicated relationship between a black actor and the world-famous Eugene O'Neill. So... Adrian, first of all, thank you so much for hanging out with me here. Everybody say hi to Adrian. And hey. this is amazing, Adrian. So how exciting is it for you to be this working playwright that you for me you've been a hidden jewel. How did I not know this all this time? But <laughs> but here you are writing and doing it. I keep something very close to the vest. So I I, I think probably it never it just never came up. I'm sure we talked about theater before. Exactly. At this point, 
but I don't think I mentioned that I was a writer. So. At, you never, Not you never fault. said a word. You never said a damn word. <laughs> I didn't. <laughs> it was I, I, mean of me, wasn't it? Uh, well, it's mean of you because it's like you know, in a weird way, it it. It, it it was great because it allowed us to have a relationship that didn't have anything to do with any of that. But at the same time now, in this particular capacity that I'm in now, it is a wonderful joy because it's like, oh, my God, this is somebody I know that's doing it. <laughs> <laughs> How exciting. Tell yes. me about this play. Tell me about this play. N. Well, N, N is about um, the opening of the Emperor Jones, Junior. Eugene O'Neill's play in 1920 on first off-Broadway, then it moved to Broadway. Mm -hmm. And that was O'Neill's first big success. He had some other critical success before 1920, and he'd won a Pulitzer Prize. Mm -hmm. But Emperor Jones was his first big commercial success, and partly because that play was the first play to cast a Black actor to play a Black character on Broadway. Um, Before that point... Yeah, before 1920, when you had when a playwright had a white character, they used a white actor in blackface. That's right. And everyone did it blackface. Yeah, Helen Hayes did it. Eva Legallian played in blackface. So everyone in big in theater in the 20s at some point played a, a role in blackface. Wow. And O'Neill and the Provincetown players were the first ones to say, "Well, let's." Let's give a Negro actor a try as a Negro and see, see what happens. <laughs> and and hence the N word. <laughs> yeah. Wow. So, the so, N word is actually the N word. It's the, mm-hmm. there are thirty two instances of the N word in O'Neill's play, and the focus of the play is that Gilpin refused to say that word on stage, wow. so he would change O'Neill's dialogue on stage to say something else. He would still use racial epithets, but he would not say that word. And the course of the play is how O'Neill and Gilpin start out as friends, but as as Gilpin keeps changing O'Neill's dialogue, their relationship kind of splinters, and they have fights over that word. They have fights over um, who owns a character artistically, Mm -hmm. where O'Neill thought as the writer he was the owner of that character and could make the character do whatever he wanted. And Gilpin thought as the actor, well, I, I created that role. You just put it on paper. I'm the one who brought it to life. So I know more about that character than you do. And I know what he wouldn't say. And they have these constant battles over who controls artistically what a character does on stage. Wow. Wow. That's Adrian Earl Pender with me here on the curtain call. And we're talking about her, Brand new play that's having its world premiere in, oh, excuse me, I'm just having this moment right now. Why is it that it's happening this way? I just had it right here in front of me on the screen, because you know this is the computer age that we're living in. That, here it is, the world premiere by Adrian Earl Pender N is happening right now at Theater in the Park in Raleigh, North Carolina. Uh, it uh, it had, had started on February 10th and it's going through February 26th. Here it was a very yeah. short run. Um, I'm looking at it now. I'm thinking it's 15 or 16 performances. So it's like a very small contract from the actors. Or you have equity actors in this piece? No, it's all community actors. It's all local. They're all they're not getting paid. They're doing this for free. No wow. one gets paid in this theater's production. So wow, except for me. Hey, <laughs> <laughs> because I am the playwright. I Hello. 
Because you know what? That's what we got to keep for real, for real. I love it. So, Adrian, so how did you get fascinated with this whole world of Eugene O'Neill and and wanting to take this story and, and bring it to the world's attention? Well, the other good um, tidbit for you to know is that I'm related to Charles Gilson. He's oh. a cousin on my dad's side of the family. But I didn't know that story growing up. My dad, my dad didn't even know the story. So I never heard it until I was about 34, 35 years old. And I wasn't a writer at the time. Right. So I just kind of filed it away in my brain and didn't think about it until about two years ago. And when I decided to write the play, um, I wrote to the Eugene O'Neill Foundation because mm-hmm. I wasn't sure if I needed to have to check with them in terms of copyright or in terms of um, trademark using his mm-hmm. name or using him as a character. Right. And that's when I found out about their fellowship. Oh, and wow. They, yeah, I know. And they suggested I apply for it. So it was just kind of serendipity. That I called them one day asking just some general information, and then the next day they sent me the application for the fellowship. And uh, the play wouldn't be what it is if I hadn't spent a month as an artist in residence at O'Neill's house in California doing all kinds of research. Wow. Wow. <laughs> yes, yes. It, is, it truly was um, right place at the right time. Wow, Adrian Earl Pender, you better work it out. So you 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 um you decided and this this of course leading into creating this particular piece in, um mm-hmm. you did this through this whole th- uh, process with the Eugene O'Neill Foundation and found your way in that mix by questioning it and then getting in. So the question for you now that I have is how did you get started writing plays because this is. That's the decision that an informed playwright would make by asking those questions like, um, can I use his name? <laughs> so you didn't go into this as a novice, but by there's been a lot of water under the bridge since then. When did that start for you? Yes. Um, I started writing in about, about 2001, and I had before that point, I was an, I was an actress. Okay. But I hadn't done a whole lot um, professionally. It was more um, community theater and Think, wishing in my head that I could just make the leap and, and, and commit to being an actress full time. Right. But I didn't have the thick enough skin for that. You have to be right. <laughs> very yes. secure yeah. in yourself to be an actor or an actress. Noah is your and, best and friend. I, <laughs> yes. <laughs> and I wasn't, I wasn't quite there. So uh-huh. I, I've always loved the written word and writing and I had read a ton of plays. So I thought I, maybe I'll try writing one. And the first one I wrote uh, won an award and, um, and one was featured in a national um, new play festival. Wow. Yes. That's amazing. That's amazing. So you started off as an actress. You you pulled yourself into writing b- with the love of the written word and, mm-hmm. and w- watching your words being interpreted by other people. How does that feel? It's, it's wonderful and horrifying at the same time. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, it's, <laughs> it's great because you you see you know what went into the, those words being put on paper right and to know that someone else has been able to figure out the the blueprints you laid out for that character mm-hmm. and was able to interpret that to build something off of right. is wonderful but the then the horrifying part is <laughs> You know, as you're writing, writing is a very singular process, and you're in your room by yourself, typing away, and mm-hmm. you hear 
how you think the play is going to go as you're writing it. Right. And so what usually you see on stage is doesn't match what you heard when you wrote it. So you have to be able to step back and allow what's happening to be the thing that it is on its own and be great, even if it doesn't reflect what you thought it was going to be. It can still be good. <laughs> it can still be good. <laughs> so. Just, just, I don't remember that. <laughs> yeah. How'd that come out like that? that? Way. That's good, though. But... <laughs> I love it, though. So, you know, here you are now. You've you've made this commitment to writing. It started off at, you know, 2001, which I'm, I'm you know, I, I don't know how old you are, but I'm, I'm going to assume that that wasn't like, you know, you know, you were... 13 when you when you had the inspiration to write that was you were in a much more mature place in your life when you started writing um who were your influences for writing oh well i guess for for playwrights um actually one of my first favorites was o'neill so it was very to me this has kind of come full circle um and then of course you know i loved lorraine hansberry Mm -hmm. raising in the sun um uh, I think I'm still drawn to the parts that I liked. I, I, I wanted to perform as an actress. So I also love um, Tennessee Williams because I always wanted to be Maggie the Cat. Never could do that one. <laughs> but I always wanted to Wait, that part. but did, did, did you see Anika Noni Rose when she did it with. Um... <gasps> no. <gasps> Girl. Oh, that bad. opening monologue with her, she was just standing in the mirror, just talking all that smack, and it was just like, wow. Oh, I wow. Bet that was wow. So you wanted to be Maggie. You better work. Who else? I did. Uh, you mean in terms of parts of the play? Yeah. Or in terms of just theater? Oh, well, uh, golly. Um, well, I'm, I would say probably Blanche Dubois. I want the biggies. The big ones. You know? The, the big, big ones. ones. <laughs> Amanda Wingfield. <laughs> it's like, yeah. <laughs> I've always relied on the kindness of strangers. <laughs> Something about those old, broken Southern white women. <laughs> you grabbed me. <laughs> it's so not me. <laughs> it's probably, you know what it is? Because you probably see a lot of them where you are. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, I think I'm a short, you know, not, I'm a short curvy African American woman. Uh-huh. So I think I'm a to the opposite of who I actually am. <laughs> well, you, you, the thing is, uh, there's a lot of Southern bro- broken black women you can write about too, you know. Well, that's true. <laughs> but they don't draw you in. <laughs> I just need some doll. lemon, some chipped lemon ice. <laughs> that's too close to home for me. <laughs> Oh, Asia Earl Pender, you're so crazy. So, you know, this is really great because, you know, we're talking about this play end that is happening right now. If you were listening to this right now and you are in the Raleigh, North Carolina area, I'm talking to you, Mike. Mike in North Carolina. Remember Mike from our old? Oh, I do. Do you you need to find, we're going to get Miss Edwin on the line at some point and ask that queen, why has he not made his run to Raleigh? I don't know where he, I'm not sure where he is. I think he is close to Raleigh, but needless to say, we're being very inside right now. But he's not that far from me. Oh, but then, okay. Okay, we're going to show, we shouting him out right now, and I'm going to tag that bitch. (laughs) (laughs) But I mean, and and you know what, though? But I know that that's something for them, for someone like Mike, that's really great because I know that he has 
a little bit of a, a love of the theater, I think primarily through me, but just the fact that he has someone so close. And this is what I try to say to everybody who listens to this podcast, generally speaking, is that, yes, I am in New York City. And yes, I do talk a lot about the theater that's happening in New York and the different places that are there. But I also come from Texas. I also come from Austin with the Zilker Hillside Theater and and and, and yeah. um, Zach Scott Theater. Like I, I was, you know, Capitol Theater Playhouse. Like these were all places in Austin that if you were someone who wanted to learn how to act or wanted to learn how to about, learn about playwriting or wanted to learn about working in the theater, the different places, the different avenues, these were places that were right in my backyard that I could have gone to for that. And mm-hmm. so here yeah. you are, Adrian, in Raleigh, North Carolina with your new play, the world premiere of N, February 10th through the 22nd, or 26th um, at the theater in the park in Raleigh, North Carolina. And, you know, mm-hmm. there, this is, there's, there's some young person right now in Raleigh, North Carolina, who may have had the same passion about writing like you do, Miss Adrian. They may yeah. have a passion about acting. They may have a passion about, you know, set design, costume design. And there you are in Raleigh, North Carolina at the theater in the park where you have access to this right there. And you and have... That's, go ahead. That's exactly what I would say, too. You're, you're absolutely right. Everybody wants to, has the dream about New York. And I, I certainly do, too. I'd love to have a play produced in New York someday. But you have to start somewhere. You have to start somewhere. Start where you are. Start where you live and build a name for yourself in the town that you're in. That's it. And that can propel you to places you never dreamed. All right. You heard that from North Carolinian Miss Adrian Earl Pender, playwright with her world premiere. (laughs) (laughs) It's like, like, I'll say it. And hopefully there's somebody I know around here. Because, you know, again, I have been very blessed because of this This. Endeavor that I've taken and been able and been blessed to have, thanks to a lot of really great people, um, that that being able to talk to those folks like this—that's a conversation that I could throw out in some weird place and say, "Have you guys heard of Adrienne Orpinder? She's this fabulous playwright in North Carolina." And you know, one Google search for you, and they're going to know that you're the, the real deal, right there yeah. in North Carolina. So yeah. this is this is certainly a springboard for your work. I hope that people will pay note to. Because, again, this play N is talking about a subject matter that is really kind of interesting that even today we still have problems with the N-word. And we're living in a world where the N-word has kind of been banned from certain places and certain things. And you're talking about a world where the N-word was David Gurr, honey. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. And, you know, O'Neill's play said 32 times. I think in my play it said at least 10 or 15. And it's said casually wow did you yeah. have a hard time with that um, writing that down i absolutely did you did but i i found yes but i found that i i thought like o'neill that when you when, it, when you have to do it for the sake of what the story needs you mm-hmm. have to put that aside sometimes right and wow. i believe that wow well, folks, if you are in the Raleigh, North Carolina area and you are a theater fan and you are a lover of theater, and certainly if you are a, someone who can appreciate when people are bringing their new works to the world for, you know, for lack of a better term, for judgment, because we're being judged. Whatever we say or do <laughs> is being judged. But we're allowing ourselves to be vulnerable as artists. That's what you're doing. And by putting your work out there, you're giving people an art opportunity to share in your art. And I think also, too, because, like I said, I had no idea that this was even a thing. 
in terms of mm-hmm. this this conflict with Eugene O'Neill and, and Mr. Gilpin. Like, to even know that that was a part of the conversation about theater. It's like, you know, I did a podcast and I was talking to a, a Tony Award-winning actor, Chuck Cooper, and what was so funny was talking to him about, you know, what was like coming to the world of acting in the 70s and dealing with the stuff that was going on in the 70s. It's like, mm-hmm. how, what do you think about the 30s? <laughs> <It's> like, <laughs> <laughs> hey, black guy, you want to be an actor? That's too goddamn bad, you know? you know to say that you know charles is not you know hidden figures is the big movie out now and it's a wonderful movie what? charles is not a hidden figure he's just a lost figure right people right. some people need to know about charles but he's not hidden you can google him and find him on wikipedia you know? people just don't know who he was oh, and I, just a little amazing. tidbit i bet you if i said the name paul robeson you know who i was talking about right of course i know who paul robeson is who did the movie hello okay hello paul robeson, paul robeson played the role of the emperor jones after charles gilpin right so paul robeson was not the first big african-american star it was Charles, but people don't know Charles. He's wow. he's been lost, and they need to know who he is. Well, you know, in the world of theater, you might be there for that industry reading. <laughs> <laughs> yes. But when they start making the final money decisions, you, you, you may not get asked. <laughs> Yeah. Maybe you know, not. <laughs> okay, so here's a here's an inside fun story for you. Like, you know how much I used to love the show True Blood? And you know how much oh, I yeah. loved Rutina Wesley, who is mm. a trained, classically trained stage actor from Juilliard, who has worked, you know, mostly in, in film and TV. And then I didn't know that she had a whole stage career. And so she was telling me when I saw her at this event, she said I'd asked her so what other things have you been working on stage wise? Because I know you have this wonderful stage career. And she said that she was in the workshop of The Color Purple, the musical with um, Cynthia Erivo that won the Tony Award and the Grammy. Oh. And she said that she got cut out after they decided to move to Broadway. She didn't get cast oh. to go on. And I'm thinking to myself, wow. <laughs> they oh, they wow. cut Tara? <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> what? She was supposed to play Nettie. Oh, they cut her. her. But you know what I'm saying? Like, so, yeah. so you know, those actors that are in North Carolina, which I'm very glad that they are there, like, I mean, what a wonderful opportunity if this was something that could become, um, like, like, to continue to grow from where it is in this, yeah. this stage now to come to a better regional theater space, to go to uh, eventually make it its way to Broadway. Um, mm-hmm. And for these actors that are in it, what, what a wonderful chance if this could go that far. Without, you know, they get oh, the I'd workshop treatment. It'd be so wonderful to bring. I'd love to bring them along and I'd fight for that if, if it's possible. Yeah, they're wonderful. Know, because it's like you, you're you're not only bringing brand new work to the forefront, you are an, a new voice for people that don't know that, you, you know, since 2001 you've been doing it. But for them, some people, this would be a new voice for for them to hear what you have to say. And then for these actors, this is a wonderful experience to be able to see the the process of taking a character from that place on that page and owning it all the way through to something like that. That's a beautiful journey if you're lucky enough as an actor to get that. So I'm hoping that the theater in the park will extend this play beyond February 26th. Because I'm going to say it, damn it. (laughs) Give this woman a break. (laughs) She's got actors working for free. (laughs) 
they've produced two other plays of mine. So they, that theater has been very supportive of my work over the past 10 years. Wow. So shout out to them. They've been great. All right. All right. So again, if you are in the Raleigh, North Carolina area theater in the park, go and see N by my friend, friend of the podcast, friend in my whole career as a radio personality, Miss Adrian L. Earl, excuse me, Adrian Earl Pender, who, you know, again, look her up online. That's Earl E-R-E-A-R-L-E. Pender, and you'll see her dramatist guild work, getting her little yep. national recognition on. You better work, girl. <laughs> you better I turn am. it out. And I, I wish that I had the time and energy to be able, and the money, really, to come down to North Carolina to see this. Well. But I, I, I encourage those who are listening, if you are in that area of, of the country, that this is a chance to go see something first. You know, have some ownership in being there when the art starts, you know? That's that's a great thing to have happen because if you're there when the art starts and then the commerce comes later, then you can really be cute. <laughs> you know, think of those people that's in Hamilton. You know what I mean? I love that quote. Be there when the art starts. I be, love it. Be there when the art starts, and then you can claim all of it as time goes on. So, Adrian, mm-hmm. again, girl, thank you so much. This has been fabulous. Thank you so much, Keith. It's been a pleasure. It's been a great getting to talk to you on in any level. It's wonderful talking to you. Aww. But um, being able to talk about theaters been a great experience. Thank this you so fun. much. So what's one of your favorite musicals, Miss Adrian? Oh, I think, um, uh, I would say now I would say fun home because I just saw that last year, the week before it closed on Broadway, went to go, went up to go see it. And it was amazing. Okay. It's actually, <laughs> you know what? It's, it's one of those things as I, as we sit and talk about it, it's touring the country right now as we speak. And yeah, so, absolutely. so for those people who didn't get to come to New York to see it when it was on Broadway, shame on you if you couldn't afford it. That's how it goes. But now it's traveling the country and giving you the opportunity to see it, you know, see a Tony Award winning musical that's traveling and coming to your town. Like it, it can't get any easier than that. You know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> so again, go out and support the theater that's happening in your own town. And you can support people from your own town, like good Miss Adrian Earl Pender, who the play N is. You know, she's turning it out down in North Carolina, honey, the theater in the park. So, Adrian, how can they find you if they want to find out more about you, honey? Um. Oh, wow. I, was, I don't have a website. I need to work on that. So I will do that this weekend. Oh, okay. <laughs> but, she, but she is on Facebook. And I'm on Facebook. I'm on Twitter. My Twitter handle is Pender25. And, also, and I'm on Facebook as well. And also, if you want information about the play, go to theaterinthepark.com, and it'll come up with all of the stuff that's going on there in the season. And again, this is an opportunity to go support a theater in your town, Raleigh, North Carolina. You better do it and give Miss Adrian some love, all right? Yes. And here's, here's a little ring of keys for you, girl, before you go. And thank we'll, you, baby. Thank you, honey. And we'll be back. Swagger and you're bearing and just right close your